Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. What did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard. For team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about. It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier. With one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M I R O.com. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. Hey, everyone. This is John Rocha, one-third of the Geek Buddies, with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own, and some of you have reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Take it from us here at the Geek Buddies. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on with the Geek Buddies show. everybody and welcome to another non-spoiler review here of the batman from the geek buddies <gasps> i didn't know we were doing this. damn it <laughs> where are the drugs <laughs> where's the bathroom i gotta get to the bathroom, <laughs> the, bathroom. the movie was so long oh cut it out <laughs> I had a lot to say. Uh, <laughs> this review 
here of the Batman, the new movie that is out in theaters this weekend. Uh, we are dropping this review on a Friday night because we know a lot of you are going to go and see it this weekend and want the content right afterwards to, to, to hear our thoughts on it. I've seen it twice, these two gentlemen. We saw it last night, the three of us together with a group of friends of ours. Uh, thank you to Michael Vogel and JG for getting the tickets for us. We really appreciate that. It was a fun time, very much so. And we're going to break this whole thing down here. Remember, Matt Reeves directed this in, Robert Pattinson here, uh, uh, Andy Serkis, Zoe Kravitz. So many people involved in this. Colin Farrell under a fantastic amount of makeup. But this is a non-spoiler review. So we are not going to spoil anything, but we will talk generally uh, and uh, have, some good, have some thoughts about everything that went on, uh, both good and bad here in the movie uh let's introduce ourselves i am the outlaw john roca writer producer and host here on the outlaw nation and the geek buddies mike i'm michael hogel i'm a writer and producer of animated tv shows and movies Shannon, and this is shannon mcclung i'm an animation writer and a television actor where you may have seen me on brooklyn 99 silicon valley and the goldbergs and we are powered and sponsored by the great people over there at carbon health at www.carbonhealth.com 90 clinics in 14 states, virtual care in 24 states. Sometimes day of appointments can be made depending on where your clinic is located and the uh, obviously the amount of people that are coming in there. But they offer so much care for you to have everything uh, taken care of with your body. They believe everyone deserves good health care. They have great uh, facilities there to make sure that happens. They have a three-pronged approach to develop a personalized health care regimen for you. We can all use it. Certainly, any anybody living in Gotham in this movie certainly could use some carbon health, for the love of God, just to be able to see like, through all the darkness. Like, everybody in Gotham needs carbon health. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're a criminal and you got beat up. Like, walking down the street in Gotham, yeah, you true. probably need to just go to carbon health afterwards. Yeah, just, just to be sure. Just to be sure, for sure. So go and visit them, carbonhealth.com, and see if got it. they've got a facility or virtual care near you all right gentlemen this film was much delayed you know covid all kinds of stuff we had all kinds of leaks drop who was doing what we go all the way back you know ben affleck was working on his film he said he'd, he'd be a he'd be a gorilla in matt reeves uh, version of the batman and they ended up going with this di this approach here with robert pattinson matt reeves writing this thing a lot of rumors it's going to be a trilogy um and certainly some things are teased we're not going to get into some things are teased but certainly here in this movie this is his this is Matt Reeves' full vision, it seems like, for the Batman. Two hours and 55 minutes of a movie. Uh, Michael, I go to you first here. General overall thoughts about the movie. General overall thoughts is uh, it's a tough answer. I'm gonna like, okay. I, and actually, I love this. I'm excited about this non-spoiler review. I'm excited about us doing a spoiler review because this is actually my favorite kind of movie to discuss because okay. I love so much of this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also don't love a lot of parts of this movie. It's okay. very, it, I think expectations were so high and I will say like, uh, I think Matt Reeves delivers a very singular vision. Yes. It is gorgeous, it is cinematic. It is in a lot of ways, the fully realized version of Batman from the comic book page on the big screen in a way that we've never really seen before. So there is a lot to be said for this movie. Um, and then at that two hours and 55 minutes, I think maybe Matt Reeves had so many ideas and so many things he wanted to set up for this potential trilogy that I think it does get a little bogged down. Uh, and I think that there are some things that make this movie a little bit inaccessible to the casual viewer. I think if you are a hardcore Batman person, you are going to 
be in Nirvana for three hours. I think that if you are someone who casually likes Batman or just enjoys comic book movies, you might be a little put off because it's a lot. Um, so I'm still working out my feelings about it, but it really does fall into the category, as I've been thinking about it all day after seeing it last night, that there's some things that are absolutely spectacular about this movie and some things that I felt were a little bit wanting, which we'll dive into more in a little bit. Absolutely. And Shannon McClung, I mean, this is year two in the Batman experiment as we're set as we set things up in the film here, and that was also released, so no spoiler there. Um, he is figuring things out, figuring out where he belongs. There's he's he does the narration in the film at certain times. Uh, we're introduced to the penguin, we're introduced to Carmine Falcone, we have the Catwoman, we have uh, some political machinations going on here with Jim Gordon. This is before he is commissioner, so there's still some issues within the police. So a lot of things happening here. Uh, what did you think overall about the film and about Matt Reeves, as Michael said, Matt Reeves' singular vision being seen here throughout the two-hour and 55-minute movie? So I actually went and saw it again this afternoon. Wow! I went and saw an IMAX screening. Did you tell your wife you were going to see this or no? Yes, I, yes, okay, I did. Yes, I did. All right, let's go. Um, yes, I, I, I did tell her. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, to echo Vogel's, um, Vogel's uh, sentiment, yeah, I mean, uh, visually, it is absolutely stunning. I mean, they really, they really delivered in terms of what, what was on the screen. Um, especially watching it the second time, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a Batman graphic novel come to life. I mean, mm -hmm. this, is, this is like a very realistic version of the Arkham games. I mean, this is so real world. I mean, I, I think whenever you get into the topic of what makes, a, what makes a superhero movie, I mean, this is the most realistic Batman movie that could have been, that could have been delivered. Yeah. Um, I think what we saw on screen is exactly what M Matt Reeves wanted us to see. I think from beginning to end, this was, this was his vision. Um, I do agree that it starts off incredible. Like you are so ensconced in this world. Um, but as the movie goes on, especially in the second act, it does start to get a little long. Um, and when I was watching it again today, I mean, there was definitely a point that I got I got mighty comfy in in my seat and may have dozed off for a second or two. Um, I'm really curious to see what what the um, response is by the by the casual Batman fan, mm -hmm. by the casual superhero fan. My theater, I mean, there's not a ton of laughs in it, but there are there are some some lighter some a couple of lighter moments um the crowd that i was with this afternoon um lot a lot of dudes taking taking the day off yeah. um but uh a rainy the most, friday of course you take the there day. you go <laughs> for the most part everybody really seemed to be really seemed to be into it um but by the end of the movie you could feel the audience the audience was tired mm. last night when we finished watching there was there was, um, I wouldn't call it thunderous applause, but there was audible applause. Yeah. A bit less so today. I mean, granted, it's a matinee crowd, um, but I, I do feel like by the end, the audience um, is exhausted. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not, that's no reflection on the quality of the movie. It's just that it's, it's long. Like, it is a very, very long movie. But looking at it, it's kind of like, I don't know what you lose here to make this movie shorter. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And I, I think that's, see, and I, and I, I kind of differ than both of you. I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's one of the greatest films 
I've ever seen, one of the greatest comic films I've ever seen. I said it on my my own non-spoiler review that I think it rivals Dark Knight. I think it surpasses Dark Knight in a lot of ways. When you look back on Dark Knight, certainly the Aaron Eckhart storyline, which feels shoved in through a majority of that movie, is a knock against that film, in my opinion. And the recasting of Rachel Dawes, which really that character never really works in either version you put her in, that's a knock against the movie. I think people love the Joker aspect of it all, and that seems to override everything. For me, what overrides everything that, uh, you know, I do have issues with the film, of course, with the Batman, is this is such, as Michael stated, if you're a Batman, hardcore Batman fan, this is Nirvana. And this, to me, the darkness, the slow pace, the moments, of, the mystery, all of it, even the jokes where a certain somebody figures something out ahead of them because of a certain situation, like that works for me. And I, I really enjoyed it. And yes, does it fray at the edges near the end? Does it feel like, okay, let's get to what we got to get to here? Yes, but he's earned my letting him have those 10, 15 minutes of my time to have him finish his vision. And I really enjoyed it. Even watching it a second time, at no point was I tired, was I falling asleep, was I bored? I was even more engrossed in what they had created and the world that Matt Reeves and the cinematographer Greg Frazier had created I mean, Greg has done Dune and this movie back-to-back. That's an incredible calling card. I mean, if you do no other movies, these two movies are cinema, are masterpieces in cinematography. And so to me, I think that's what – I that really carried the day for me. I liked the story, really enjoyed Robert Pattinson's Batman. I liked the new take on Catwoman from Zoe Kravitz. My issues with Alfred, a little sidelined. There's some problems I had there. But Colin Farrell, to me, steals every scene he's in as the Penguin – John Torturo bringing that New York authenticity to Carmine, Carmine Falcone that works really well. And then in the end, this whole mystery, as it's being unraveled in Paul Dano's incredible Riddler, it just all really worked for me. Uh, and maybe it's because I'm a huge fan of Seven, and this was like another version uh, uh, in a superhero world of Seven, and it just 100% worked for me. But um, but let's go specifics here. Mike, you'll have a chance, of course, obviously, to, 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 to and let's go back to you to chime in. Robert Pattinson is Batman. Let's have the conversation. How do you feel about his performance? Did you like him in the film? Some of our friends last night said, I didn't feel an emotional connection to him. I did. So what is your feelings overall on Robert Pattinson and what he did with the Batman? So I really like Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Okay. I I think I have maybe a couple quibbles with Matt Reeves' opinion of how to portray the Batman, but like very, like I'm talking tiny quibbles, and we can talk about that more in the spoiler review. Um, I think that a lot of times the actor portraying Batman uh, leans heavy on the Bruce Wayne, and then when he puts the cowl and the mask on, kind of becomes just this uh, sort of mysterious figure. And I don't know if it's just Robert Pattinson. I don't know if it's the fact that the way the mask is designed, you get a lot more expression in the eyes, which you can tell from the trailer and all the photos. But his Batman, I I really do think that this Batman feels the most like the Batman that I read in the comics. Like this, there was something about just the, uh, his just stare, the way he would just stare at people. Like there was a... I, I was one of the people that was talking about emotional connection, and it's not that I didn't have an emotional connection to Robert Pattinson as Batman. I think in general this movie suffers a little bit from a lack of emotional connection, um, with one notable exception, with a lot of the characters. Like, you see these people and you get that this character is supposed to feel a certain way about this character because that's the way they feel about in the comics. I didn't necessarily feel that fully in the movie. Mm. 
But I think part of the reason that that is is because this is a Batman who's not really connecting with anybody. This is a Batman who's very singularly focused, and I think Robert Pattinson plays that really well. So I think there's a trade-off to that that comes that maybe like makes that three hours feel like a very long three hours. But I think that what Robert Pattinson doing is abs- is is doing is absolutely fantastic. Uh, a circle back on you. What about is Bruce Wayne? You, some people were complaining online that this is not the billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne. This is this is a different Bruce Wayne, and it's and some people push back, go, yeah, because he's not the billionaire playboy in real life. He's he's a guy who's broken, who's angst ridden, who's still suffering the the loss of his parents. So, did you like his version of Bruce Wayne as well? Well, I think that the portrayal. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. This do is a non spoiler review, so I'm gonna. I guess do you not yeah, have to separate the two. Okay. Uh, here's here's the thing: is like what Robert Pattinson is doing in this movie is exactly what Matt Reeves is asking him to do. Yeah. Matt yeah. Reeves has a different take on Bruce Wayne versus Batman, and that take is not very reliant on the Bruce Wayne part. This movie is way more about the Batman than it is about Bruce Wayne. Now, we know that this is supposedly a trilogy. We know this is year two of his life. Uh, He's very, very singularly focused, like I said. I think we might see more of the Bruce Wayne that that people are used to coming down the road but yeah. this movie does not deal with that. This this is not a guy who has figured out that dual identity yet at all. And I think that's okay. I think that I think that's good. So I don't think that Robert Pattinson's portrayal of Bruce Wayne is bad. I think he's doing exactly what he was supposed to do. If you have an issue with it, then I think you more have an issue with what Matt Reeves is doing. Interesting. All right. Uh, Shannon, what do you feel? Do you, do, you, do you like what Robert Pattinson did? Do you agree with Michael that Matt Reeves maybe has a different version of the Batman than you wanted to maybe see and, and Pattinson is just in service of that vision, or do you think he's created a singularly new and interesting Batman with the cooperation of Matt Reeves? Well, I mean, he's definitely in service of Matt Reeves' vision. I mean, most most actors in, in, in any film like that—that that is their job—is to be in support of the director's vision. Um, when he is Batman, which you know we get a lot of, um, he there are moments where, especially when we're focusing on more of the detective work, um, that the design of that mat, I, I don't know if it's the design of the mask or if it's Robert Pattinson, but you see the wheels turning. Yeah. And with just the eyes with just yeah. The eyes. yeah. And that's a really interesting thing to see. And that's something we really haven't seen in live action. Like you can argue that Christian Bale had a couple of those moments, but for the most part, it was when he was Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. It was when he was like, uh, again, thinking about the dark Knight, thinking about the shattered, the shattered bullet, like seeing these moments where he's kind of figuring figuring everything out and that's what you get with Pattinson in the suit which was a really really cool thing to see it really reminded me of the uh, Batman the animated series Mm, Um, like a really interesting a really interesting mirror there Um, as for the Bruce Wayne of it and we've said this many times so I don't think this is a spoiler but this this is a guy who hasn't figured out how to navigate that Right. Um, that like right now like he you know you see how Paley is because he's out all night uh, you know, tracking down and beating the shit out of criminals. So this is a guy who doesn't know how to do both yet. So yeah. his Bruce Wayne, there is there is an emotional distance there, but again, it has nothing to do with his performance. I mean, Robert Pattinson um, did a fantastic job. I mean, across the board, the cast did a fantastic job. Yeah, I mean, and we'll and let's let's yeah, and I loved just give my two cents real quick. I loved Robert Pattinson as Batman. I think Shannon bring up an excellent point. The, even more so watching it the second time, the looks he's giving, the long stares, you can tell the wheels are turning. 
you can tell he's putting things together. And even when he is a step behind trying to figure something out, you can sense that as well. And you can sense the desperation to figure out and the determination, I think, is a better term, not desperation, determination to figure it out, to get it right, to put it together. And there are the slow QP moments when we're finding those cards to the Batman and how he opens them and how he processes them. It's all there to be seen in his performance and his connection with Zoe Kravitz. I think there's some fantastic chemistry between him and Zoe Kravitz. I think there is genuine care for Alfred, even though he's at that kind of angsty stage of dealing with the loss of his parents as he's coming into his own as a young man. Uh, and then the, the back and forth with the penguin, which I think are funny. And then eventually the back and forths that we have later on in the film with him and Carmine Falcone, not giving anything away, but the back and forth that they have. I like what Robert Pattinson does here with Bruce Wayne and Batman, because essentially there isn't a difference. Bruce Wayne is the Batman as Batman is Bruce Wayne in every second that they exist on the screen. There is no delineation. And I kind of like that as a new approach to the Batman. So for me, but let's circle back to you, Shannon, the cat, you mentioned the rest of the cast, Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman, Colin Farrell is Penguin, uh, 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 Jim Gordon there played by Jeffrey Wright, Carmine Falcone, John Torturo, and, of course, and, um, and uh, I think, oh, and Peter Sarsgaard is, as Coulson. Um, uh, talk to me about the entire, who stood out to you, did you like, and who didn't stand out to you? Uh, Andy Serkis is Alfred throwing in there as well. Who, who, who stood out to you? <laughs> um, you know, Colin Farrell steals the movie. I mean, he, you know, going into this. Take we, it easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were talking about, what are they going to do with him? Like there was some discussion, like, are they, are they not going to make him chubby? Are they not going to make him like have the nose? And I'm, and I personally was like, I, I, I don't know why you cast a guy and throw him in makeup after watching his performance. I don't question that anymore because like he was, he was the right guy. I mean, he was just did such a unique take on Oswald Cobblepot. And again, I take that we've not seen in live action before. Like, you know, we've, we have the Danny DeVito, which is a very, very specific version of the penguin but this is a penguin again that's that's this is a guy that's from from the comics this is a guy who you know uh, you get the sense like he wants to be that legitimate that legitimate businessman despite the fact that he has some some um, underhanded dealings going on i agree with you on zoe kravitz i thought she i thought she did a really great job and this is that we're, we're picking up with selena kyle at a particular place in her life um i thought she and pattinson worked really well together even if even if her story didn't necessarily, it, it wasn't the most dynamic part of the movie. What she was doing with what she was given was fantastic. Okay. Um, I, I really liked Andy Serkis as, as Alfred, even though, again, like he, he to, to use your words, John, he, he is a little sidelined in the story. I mean, I, I want to see more of that relationship in the future. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, fantastic. Right. I had read a uh, a review going into this like a non-spoiler review and they were talking about like what a waste he's just just an expository role and i'm like okay this is someone who clearly doesn't understand doesn't have a history with these characters because yeah. this is like we got we got shades of this with the nolan trilogy with gary oldman and christian bale but you really get to see how batman and jim gordon work together mm -hmm. and it's really to me it that it's done really really well the only one and this is no reflection on the actor's uh talent or performance the only one that I'm a little confused by is Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah. It's like looking at that role, it's like, why, why him? Like, like you Peter Sarsgaard is is an, an actor of exceptional note. Yeah. Why they chose him for this role is a little puzzling to me. 
Okay, fair enough. Uh, Mike, uh, thoughts on, on the entire cast or, or the cast that stands out to you? And, and were there any uh, performances that maybe didn't quite uh, come up to snuff for you? No, I mean, honestly, like, I will say everybody in this movie was acting exceptionally. Like, like they're, like, I will say, it, like, I, again, I have my issues with the movie that are more spoiler issues, so we'll talk about them when we do the spoiler review, but I cannot fault this movie on quality. Like, I, I will, like, this movie is high quality, and all the performances are really high quality. I think that individually, every single person does an amazing job. I think that, uh, as we already said, Robert Pattinson, I think, is as I've been sitting with it for the past day and thinking about the performance and thinking about like what I liked about it, I keep liking him more and more and more as Batman. I really love Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle. I want to see more of her. I know there's yeah. been talk of a potential HBO Max series. Obviously, if this is a trilogy, there's more to her. I do feel that, and this is, again maybe is more of the writing or the execution, I don't feel that I totally bought all the chemistry between them. I think both Robert Pattinson yeah. and Zoe Kravitz did amazing. I didn't 1,000% buy the chemistry there. The chemistry I bought the most, funny that Shannon brought up that article, I think Jeffrey Wright and Robert Pattinson fucking had all the chemistry in yeah. the world in this. Anytime that those two were together in this movie, yeah. that scream was electric. Those two just had a thing in a way that we've never seen, kind of to Shannon's point, we've never seen a Batman and a Jim Gordon quite like this, and I was super here for it. Like, I was very, very into it. Um, Andy Serkis as Alfred, I don't, I didn't love, but I don't fault Andy Serkis for that. I think, to Johnny's point, it's a little bit more the way it was executed. Um, uh, Colin Farrell steals the movie. I think we're all in agreement. Uh, yeah. I would, I would watch him be Penguin all day. I, I, I never thought we'd quite get this Penguin. Again, kind of feeling like the Penguin that I understand from the comics, kind of some of my, some of my favorite Penguin arcs, which are few and far between, but when they show up. A really good Penguin arc is great, and I feel like this is a great beginning of a Penguin arc for this movie. Um, you know, the one person, and uh, I don't know, the Riddler for me was Let's a talk law about of oh, yeah. 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 Please chime in on this after was, Michael Dewey's Was the law of diminishing returns for me in this movie a little yeah. bit? Um, I loved the Riddler for the first half of this movie. Yeah. And then as we kind of keep going... I feel like less of Riddler was more. He was really creepy when there was a little of him, and the more we got of the Riddler, it, and I don't know if we just, maybe this was just me running out of steam, or maybe this was something I just, the more that we got of the Riddler, the less interesting I found him. Yeah. And again, I don't know, that this one I'm not really sure if this is a Matt Reeves thing, if it's a script thing, if it's a Paul Dano thing. I'm not really sure, but in general, by the end of it, I was a little less... Uh, enthralled by the Riddler than I was at the beginning. Yeah, Machen? Yeah, that's... Um, I don't think that has anything to do with Paul Dano's performance. Um, I thought, again, like, we get to see a, a couple different versions of this guy, and when we get to him, I think it's the length of the movie. Um, that is just kind of like... Uh, what he what he's delivering, I think, absolutely works. Um, I think it's just where where some of that stuff ends up yeah. by the end you're as an audience member um you're just you're just exhausted so i don't think it resonated quite as much um again because i took a little catnap mm -hmm. in in the one today because <laughs> a cat woman 
I feel like his performance um, resonated uh, uh, more with me today because I, I got I got to recharge my batteries okay. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I, I think I'm I'm in your camp, Mike, uh, a little bit because I, I even seeing it a second time, like, um, and I, again, we don't want to get into spoilers, but the, he is fantastic for majority of the film. And then mm-hmm. there will be blood. Paul Dano shows up, and I start to move a little bit away from it. So I agree with you. I think we should have kept the less is more. Again, we don't want to ruin anything, but there's just something there's this, 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 this a switchover that happens, and you're like, okay, that is the Riddler from the comics, but that wasn't the Riddler that I thought we were getting. And so you just kind of, um, well, the standard Riddler, as, as, he's, as he's been seen. Certainly yeah. different artists, different writers have taken creative liberties with that character in the past but i felt like this there was something that was it, we thought we were getting and then there was a little bit of a thing so uh, yeah i agree with you guys on that one absolutely um let's move to the story mike i go back to you let's talk about the overall story you know you've been a showrunner certainly in charge of many things you are a showrunner as, as an executive producer so being in charge of all the story elements here making sure they kind of come together how did you feel about the overall story here the batman trying to figure out the riddler situation Dealing, confronting the stuff about his his past and his parents, uh, and then also dealing with this criminal empire that is in motion here uh, against him. So I think with I think that what I was talking to my brother on the way home from the movie last night. There it we're is. Kind of talking about it, and I think yeah. and I have to mention him because he got if very he mad old- last night. Announced <laughs> to all the geek buddies that I steal all of his comments and bring them to the geek buddies. But uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there now. Um, but no, we were talking about it on the way home, and I think that what this movie suffers from a little bit okay. is Matt Reeves had so many legitimately really good ideas that he wanted to bring to Batman. And I think that there's a lot going on in this movie, um, and I think that maybe maybe had he pulled back a There's a really great story about the past of Gotham. Yes. There's a really great take on the Riddler and what he's doing and how that relates to the world we live in today. There's an entire world of like references to Long Halloween and all these things. There's I want to do a Batman in a different way and like give you the detective Batman you've never gotten before. And none of these ideas are bad ideas. And they're all really, really well executed. But I think that all of them being executed at the same time by about an hour and 45 minutes in gets a little bit overwhelming. And also some of those ideas start to step on each other a little bit, um, which is where you get into a third act where you're like, oh, okay, what's, ooh, okay, there's a lot going on here. Um, so I think that the story almost suffers from too many good ideas, which is a lot better than a movie suffering from bad ideas. Like, yeah, you know, like everything that's going on here is really good. Again, like Matt Reeves is bringing his A game. The actors are bringing their A game. Everyone's bringing their A game. So I think what this movie suffers from is kind of everybody saying, God, there's a bunch of stuff that people haven't really touched. As for as many Batman stories as we've had, um, there's a bunch of really good stuff that people haven't really touched. And that's the issue. So that, I think that's why I have a hard time deciding really how I feel about this movie because I do feel by the end of the movie it gets a little bit muddled or to use John's word, frayed at the edges. Um, and I wish it didn't, but it's hard kind of to Shannon's point to decide which parts I would want to take out because I think it's all really good stuff. I think it's the just, other thing story-wise I'll just say really quick, yeah, just really yes. before I forget, is that I think what I like most about this movie is that it's really not a superhero movie. It's a crime noir film. Yes, it is. I mean, this movie yes. is this movie is way more inspired 
by Chinatown than it is by uh, any take your pick of any superhero film. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is a this is a crime noir film, and it feels like that just from the the cinematography, the moodiness, the narration, yeah. like everything is very crime noir. Um, and I really appreciated that. That I think that's really one of the things that makes it really stand out. Yeah, this is Zodiac. This is not Lethal Weapon. And I think that's right. a fair point. Like it's it's a completely different approach that's to it. Not, and I, and one of the things I, I, that's not that's not what I would have pulled, but I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that's that's and I and I love that about the film. I love that it's a noir detective. This is what Matt Reeves promised us, and he delivered it. And I like the pacing and the, and the going through it all and and what have you. And I hear you about the story. As I said near the end, a little bit. You know, I'm like okay, because like a certain. A certain storyline disappears for a significant amount of time and then is brought back and you're like oh yeah that's right that's also happening and so it gets a little weird how that kind of gets disjointed all of a sudden when both of these storylines were working in conjunction with each other all of a sudden one takes off and then the other one kind of leaps over that to take over on the back half of the or the on the last half of the film so that's an interesting situation um overall but i liked the world he created i liked the story he put us through i liked that it challenged me and I and I really enjoyed that we were watching a three-hour graphic novel movie come a, a graphic novel come to life in a movie. Um, Shannon, <laughs> thoughts on the story yourself? I mean, I feel like everything for the most part, everything really did track. Yeah. Um, I, I would kind of compare it to uh, Eternals in that it's a lot of movie. Now, I'm not saying I'm not comparing in quality. I'm saying that okay. there is there. It's just it's a lot of movie and there are aspects of the story that are i won't say enjoyable that are but are just way more dynamic than other aspects yeah. like there there are there are uh uh certain pairings that when this pairing shows up i'm like ah i i kind of lean back whereas another pairing shows up and i might lean forward because i'm super interested um there i i i'm surprised that this this hasn't been uh uh brought up yet but like the idea if you were going to have a the batman uh streaming series like you could have taken the template of this and let some of those less dynamic areas blow them out a little bit more and let those let that let those aspects breathe um now i don't necessarily want a batman streaming series i like going to see batman on the big screen but with the amount of story with the amount of everything that's there um I don't necessarily want a, the movie to be longer, but it's like, oh, maybe we could, maybe we should have broken this up. Yeah. Maybe that's the way to service this story um, effectively. All right, let's swing back to you, Shannon, again, and let's jump on the score, Michael Giacchino's score here. I think this, I haven't heard a, 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 I haven't heard a comic book movie score affect me like this since 2015's Man of Steel or 2013's Man of Steel. Um, Shannon. What did you feel about the score here? It's one half of the score horrors on this particular show. I mean, crack of the bat, home run. Yeah. I mean, that score, like, I started listening to that score the first day it was it was available on Apple Music. And watching it with the visuals that I kind of was, like, you know, putting together in my head, absolutely delivered. Um, you know, I know we had talked about next year's Oscars, does does the Batman make an appearance? I one hundred percent think Giacchino's score is going to make an appearance. Okay, Mike. 
I've I've seen a couple people, including some of our friends, inc- uh, describe that that Batman theme as like uh, the superhero version of the Imperial March. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Hold on. There are similarities to it. I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I will say like I I get why people are kind of making that joke, and I can see why that is there. I will say it is. And, and we haven't had something like this in a minute. Like, I was trying to think of the last time we saw it. Instantly iconic. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. instantly Great. iconic. Like, like, like there are moments in that movie where... And, and, like, that Batman theme, that, like, main theme, that, like, boom, boom, boom. Like, that, that theme that you hear in the trailers and everything. Like, it happens a whole fucking lot. And, like, that's a risk with a score. Like, when if you're going to, like, double down on a theme... You better hope you're nailing it because if you're not nailing it, people are gonna be like, fuck this shit again. And like, there's a moment about, there's a moment about halfway through the movie where there's a big, there's a big action sequence and then there's a moment that happens and that score comes in pounding hard. And I literally was watching it and I was like, if, if this score wasn't working, people would giggle right now. And instead, our theater burst into applause. Yeah. Like that, that theme I think is going to become might and like th- th- like this theme might become more synonymous with Batman than Elfman's theme, which is I, kind of the most iconic. And yeah. I kind of feel like this this theme might do it, and that's saying a lot because I love the Elfman score. Yeah, and I think you also felt that uh, the uh, the um, Hans Zimmer score was better than the John Williams score. So I think that's you also said you're on record saying that. As no, well. I've never I've never ever said that. Ever for, in my for, life, for, and I never would for Superman. Ever. For Superman, for we're, Superman clar- we're, we're, cl- we're clarifying right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let, let me ask you, Mike. Uh, swing back to you. You mentioned action sequences. What did you think? Two things. What did you think about the action sequences and the hand-to-hand fighting, and also the usage or the limited usage of the gadgets of the Batman? And I don't want to get obviously no spoilers here, but. All right. What did you think about the the fight sequences and the usage of the weapons? Shannon said this, and I think it nails it. I think, like, this movie felt like an Arkham game. Oh. I think that the action sequences had this um, visceral feel to them. The action sequences felt really, uh, like, really intense. Mm -hmm. They felt really brutal. And all I could think about is, you know, in 1989, we got a Batman who could barely move his neck. Well, no, (laughs) let me rephrase. In 1989, we got a Batman who could not move his neck. Like, like that suit barely moved. And it's always been a thing of them, like, you know, sort of updating the costume to get it to move a little bit better, a little bit better. And yeah. even Bale, who had sort of the best of the costumes, like, compared to what Pattinson's able to do in the way that they've designed this costume, like, Pattinson has a full range of motion. Yeah. Um, and it really allows these scenes to be super, super dynamic. Like, I mean, you feel that action. I, I Like, I, you know, Johnny, we, I teased you about this when everybody was complaining about, oh, it's PG-13, it's PG-13, why can't we get an R-rated Batman movie? And although we don't get an R-rated Batman movie, we get a Batman movie where, like, you feel yeah. all those punches. This is like almost PG-14. It is so, like, it's so close to crossing the line. It's as close to the line as you can get before sliding into that R territory. My God, I was so surprised at the amount. I was afraid they were going to, like, uh, um, what do you call it? Shirk shirk their responsibilities in delivering a pretty dark film. And they came so, so close. 
uh, to almost getting that R rating. So, Shannon, what did you think about the use? Uh, what do you think about the the? Oh yeah, and, and the Batmobile, all this. What did you think about that and uh, and the the fight sequences? This is the most low tech, high tech Batman we've seen, mm. and I think for the most part, it works really, really well. I think, you know, generally when you go see a big superhero movie, you want something grand. You want the spectacular. Because this is so realistic, um, you, you don't get the, you're not going to get those big, big moments that one would normally associate with a superhero movie. But what you're getting instead is as realistic a portrayal as you can of a, one guy taking on eight guys and winning. Mm. Um, the Batmobile... Again, I just wanted to see more of it. Like it's mm -hmm. it's a very it's a very dark movie, um, in terms of lighting. I just wanted to see more of it. But watching the way that again, you, you look at the way that this guy, this you know guy with with the help of his butler, is putting together this crime fighting mechanism. It's so different. Again, it's so different from Nolan because this isn't the guy with the applied sciences division. I mean, this is a guy building it from the ground up and agreed like you know those fight scenes you know normally you get so jazzed to be like oh thor's throwing me older here we go or this is just a dude pummeling other dudes and for the most part it is just incredibly satisfying it is incredibly satisfying i mean for me who enjoys vengeance movies enjoys <laughs> Being people who do terrible things. Not just vengeance movies, vengeance in general. Vengeance in general, yes. Uh, I, vengeance. Uh, I, I, I love to see, the, the, you know, punishment being meted out to the people that deserve it. And maybe you go a little bit over the line, but that's okay because they deserved it. So I, I it satisfied me. Um, it satiated me, my hunger for it. Uh, and there are some, I mean, it's just so good. It's so good. And, you know, red meat for John. Basically, it, it doesn't stand out like, let's say, Batman Begins does, you know, because remember after that movie, everyone said, what was that fighting style? What did it It's not that. And, and I think Michael speaks to it really well. It's the range of motion that Pattinson is able to have that really helps to enjoy or to appreciate the hand-to-hand -hand fight sequences when they happen because those are the kinds of movements we haven't seen from a Batman live action ever. Yeah. Uh, and only really seen in the comic books. So nice to see it come to life. And I love the way he comes out of the darkness. Just the sound of those boots on the wet pavement is a great way to introduce which, him. Uh, uh, yeah. Which, minor spoiler, Yeah. the pavement in Gotham is always wet. <laughs> well, I think you can tell that from, from the that trailer. Is, it, the, sure. the pavement in Gotham does not ever have a chance to dry off. It is <laughs> always true. wet. <laughs> um, all right, so we've got to wrap up here because uh, we don't want to go too long because we want to save time to do our spoiler, which, which we'll announce at the end here. But uh, so I'm back to you, Michael. Um, okay, so what are the? Th can you tell us what you didn't like about the movie without spoiling anything? But what are the things that you didn't like about the movie? Can you uh, lay that out for us? Yeah, look, I feel like uh, <laughs> this is going to sound uh, as, as much as everyone's comparing this to Dark Knight. I feel like this movie has a little bit of a Dark Knight Rises problem. I think that when you get to the third act of this movie, it sort of loses a lot of the really unique and interesting steam that it created because it feels like it needs to have this giant, huge thing happen and all this stuff. And so very similar in a lot, very similar to Dark Knight Rises kind of devolving to this like, okay, wait, 
what was the plan here and what was the plot and what are we doing? I kind of feel like it kind of gets into that territory. Um, and I think that was the stock um, market, the stock market just, <laughs> for the people. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so I think that's an issue. And as I kind of mentioned before, I think that, I think this is part of Matt Reeves design, uh, and part of maybe the vision he has for a trilogy. And maybe this will feel better at the end of the day when we have the full story. But I feel like there's a lack of emotional connection. I feel like as we came out with all of our friends, there was the people that were super hardcore Batman people like Johnny that were like, this is a masterpiece, I love it. There was a lot of people that were like, you know, I think that, you know, Shannon was saying, uh, it, it, you, it gets a little long and I don't know what you would take out. But I would counter that I think a lot of times when a movie feels long, it's because you're not passionately invested. That's uh, fair. When you're passionately invested, when you like, when you know what the character wants and you want them to get it, and you are like, and you are like, oh my, like I want to get the girl, I want to win the race, like whatever you want to call it, you're into it. And I think with this movie, because Batman as a character is a little bit disconnected, as a result, the audience is a, is a little bit disconnected, and a lot of the relationships are disconnected. And as a result, you feel every minute of that three hours because you're not necessarily as much as you are enjoying everything as much as you are like seeing the comic book batman come to life you're not necessarily enjoying or rooting for anything particularly you're just like taking in this singular vision which is a amazing singular vision but i think that sort of the the, the story devolving a little bit in the third act and the lack of emotional connection are my big issues, which compared to everything we've been talking about that I love sound like just two things, but they're two pretty significant things. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Shannon, uh, any things that you didn't like about them? Yeah, I mean, uh, some of uh, Selena's story was not, did not um, hit as hard as I think it was designed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, that's no, that's no um, comments on the performance of Zoe Kravitz or anyone else associated with her storylines. It just didn't, it just, that one just didn't personally hook me despite liking everyone involved. And yeah, I mean, I do agree with Vogel on the third act on the third act uh, challenges is by the end. Again, we're, I think we're kind of so conditioned um, to expect certain things in a, in a superhero film. Um, And that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing. Um, by the time the third act rolls around, it doesn't quite, it doesn't quite hit the beats that you're expecting, and it it just leaves you with kind of a huh feeling. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned the Alfred thing. That is, uh, you know, yeah. uh, that's nothing new. I've mentioned that a couple times in my other reviews too. That's the one thing that I felt like well, I was really disappointed by because I, you know, you mentioned the Jim Gordon, thing, and maybe that's what you had to create space for. In order to get the Jim Gordon connection, you had to create, you had to kind of uh, uh, lose time with the other connection. But I think something could have been worked out here where we felt that connection and that that uh, bond between them a bit more strongly. Um, and there is an element of that involved in the storyline, an arc on that relationship in the storyline. So yeah. maybe they felt they needed to do certain things in order to pay that off. But I didn't 100% felt like feel like it worked. Um, I do think, as we said at the end this kind of all of a sudden one storyline disappearing for a little bit just kind of bothered me instead of weaving it more in it just kind of bothered me and i gotta say that second to last scene where a certain somebody is heard um i that really didn't work for me i i wanted to work i wanted it to work for me 
and it didn't work for me. And that's that's one thing that you I was are, like, you are really walking that spoiler tightrope right I now. Am. You I am. <laughs> <laughs> that bar, uh, but like, I just I just felt like it didn't. Uh, but you know, but I liked the way it ended. I liked that this was something that presented a, a, a Batman that is going on a journey, a Bruce Wayne that is going on a journey. There is an arc. Whether you're emotionally connect to him or emotionally connect to his arc, maybe you don't, but I did. And so I liked where we went 100%. There, but There is 100% I, an arc. For, you, yes. are, you are 100% right. Like the yeah. arc for Batman is very clear Yeah, and I think works and I think makes sense. It's more it some sense. of the other connections and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree, and 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 those are the things, and and I would love to have had more Penguin. So if this series pops off, like they're saying on HBO Max, I can't wait to see this series. I'll be first in line to see this series, uh, because that character is a character I definitely want to see. Yes. I don't know if there's anything else that I I didn't? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a damn masterpiece. It works for me. It works for me. I could go see it right now again, and I probably will try to see it in the next few days in IMAX. Uh, but before I do, the three of us are going to be back together again to do a spoiler review for the Batman, where we go deeper and we don't have to walk across, walk a, walk the line or anything like that. We we'll go right in and break through the lines and talk about everything that we liked and didn't like uh, about the movie. And uh, we're looking at uh, to do it this Sunday uh, at 5 p.m. PT, as you're hearing us, and we might have a special guest joining us. The offer has been put out uh, to a certain DC fan. That has been on the Geek Buddies show before uh, and might have joined us for our out of the theater reaction in a quick cameo. Uh, if he is available, hopefully he will join us. But we are planning on doing it Sunday this Sunday, 5 p.m. PT, a spoiler review for the Batman. Is that correct, gentlemen? Am I right on that? Uh, I mean, right to me. I mean. <laughs> I, Spoilers be damned at this point. Right? <laughs> if, he sh- if he can show up, if he can join us, we shall see for sure. Or um, she. We didn't say. Maybe oh, we just, didn't say, right? Maybe I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know or how they. they identify nowadays. I'm not getting or into they. I respect. Or they. Or they. Um, all right. Any final words, uh, guys, before we wrap up? Any final words on this? Or are we good? Yeah. Well, well I, I do think that uh, the movie sticks with you. I will say that, you know what I mean? And that's a good sign. Like, I think that, I think that, like, as opposed, you know, like, I, everybody makes fun of me for my DC opinions on movies. And, like, this is definitely not a, oh, DC really whiffed it. Like, this is a vision. And I also think that, like, this movie is going to get better if this is a trilogy. I think that, like, where Matt Reeves, I'm excited and interested to see where Matt Reeves is going to go with this. And I think that given the bigger arc of these potentially three movies, uh, this movie will some of the things that maybe don't work great about this movie could potentially uh, be not oh. as um, egregious when you see where they go, as what Fair. I'm thinking. Okay. Shannon, any final words? Yeah, I would say if see this movie on the biggest screen you can yeah. with, the, with the best sound, because uh, along with the score, like, along with seeing those punches get landed like you with a good sound system you feel them you feel the rumble of the batmobile um yeah see this on the biggest screen that you can yeah and to echo what michael said you know if this is if this ends up becoming a trilogy we might look back at this film and for anybody might have an issue with this film maybe you'll see in a different light but i will say this we're already starting at a better level to start this trilogy than batman begins and so for me for me personally I feel like we're starting at already a better 
level. So I, I'm even more excited to see what the next two films might be if this is a trilogy. Again, for me. I'm speaking just for me. Um, all right, well, there we go. That's our spoiler review here of The Batman. Thank you all so much for joining us. Shannon, what do we have to tell them? Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on social media, on Twitter, it's at Geek underscore Buddies, on Instagram at The underscore Geek underscore Buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media, on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung, on Instagram at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you would like to follow Mr. Vogel, it is at NKTune. If you would like to follow Mr. Roca for all those non-spoiler thoughts, it's at The Roca Stays. <laughs> Mikey? Yeah, if you want to watch Roka, walk that spoiler tight rope some more. Uh, here's some things you can do to help us out. Uh, definitely click that like button below. Subscribe to Johnny's Outlaw Nation page. Leave some comments. Um, tell us what you thought about the Batman in a very non-spoiler way in these comments and save those spoiler comments for our spoiler review. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere that podcasts are available, leave us some stars, leave us some comments, help us go up in the rankings so more people can find us. And as always, the best thing that you guys can do is retweet this video, post it on your socials, and tell all your friends that they should hang out with your buddies, the Geek Buddies. You tell me, you guys think you would take Ra's al Ghul over the... Okay. All right, well, you guys, uh, (laughs) you guys, don't forget, we are doing a spoiler review again Sunday, 5 p.m. PT. We will be doing it there uh, to break it all down here on the Outlaw Nation channel. And I want to thank big thanks again to Carbon Health for powering and sponsoring everything we do here on the Outlaw Nation and the Geek Buddies. Very kind of them to do so. If you uh, want to get checked out, need to get uh, a little service done, head on over to CarbonHealth.com, www.CarbonHealth.com. They've got uh, uh, 90 clinics in 14 states, 24 states have virtual care, and they are, uh, they are handing, handling all your health care needs, mental health, physical health. They handle it all, so definitely go and check them out and see if they've got a place near you. And sometimes you have day of appointments, which is pretty convenient for people who have, want to get seen as quickly as possible. Certainly a number of people in Gotham could have used it after this movie. All right. Thank you all so much. We love you madly, and uh, we'll talk to you next time with another brand new review or episode here from The Geek Buddies! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.